Welcome to Mad Science Films. I'm Jimmy P, filmmaker and sexual astronaut. First up, please, guys, check out our fourth feature film for free over on YouTube. Just search for Little Monster or click on the link in the show notes below. This episode, I'm joined by a very special guest and returning champion from last year, Mr. Jonathan Zoran. We had a really, really good chat 14 months ago. It, it's absolutely mad to think it was that long ago. It doesn't seem yeah. that long ago. Um, and that was just after you'd completed your first feature film. You'd screened it, and I think uh, I rewatched the episodes again just to remind myself where we were in the timeline. You had just been, had it picked up by a distributor slash sales agent. Now you're also in pre-production uh, and fundraising for your new feature film, Derelict. And actually, there's two major events that happened that that kind of I went it went click in my mind because you know you get into a state, you're creative, you put yourself out there. You get you, you get a massive dump taken on your head. Anyone that take that tells you, nah, you shouldn't. And I've had that so many times. Sorry, people, if you've said that to me, but kind of fuck you in a way. I still love you, but fuck you. People that say, oh, you shouldn't take it so hard. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. You take my place. You spend two years working on something. You put it out there and you watch people take it apart and shit on you. I know it's part of the game. But there's no way on earth that you take it. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah, I'm I'm loving this. No, I'm not loving this. I I wasn't loving this. I, I had a month where it was it was hard. It took me a while to get over it. Yeah. But the two major that events sense. that happened where it was like click. Yeah, this is it. It's the first negative review that happened that appeared on IMDb. Isn't even about the films, about the poster. But ah, uh, look at these fucking people. They ripped off, dragged me to hell. They think we forgot the Sam Raimi movies. Like. Dude, I'm the first one to to love Sam Raimi, except when he goes with Marvel. That's a different thing. But I'm the first one to love Sam Raimi. I never ripped off Sam Raimi, or if anything, you know, in my in my films, there's always a bit of Sam Raimi in the in the in the in the way that we do this these weird camera moves that go from a very wide shot to a very close close up with a wide lens very fast i always try and, and get one in there that's just that's just what i love to do but anyway but the poster is not on me I, I don't get that and the other thing that happened is that red letter media thing i don't know if you followed that yes i saw that one yeah that, that was that a was, low that was insane it's like i don't know these people all of a sudden my film becomes the 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 flag bearer for shitty little uh unknown movies and they weren't even talking about your film. No. They just kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, I, I I was like, I clicked on it and I watched it expecting them to, you know, have an opinion on Wyvern Hill on or Hollow or whatever it's called. Yeah. And and no, they, they used it as an example. And it's like, oh, okay. And also, let's fundamentally, I fundamentally disagree with them. I, as a lifelong horror film fan, I don't give a shit if no. you know we have uh, profile pictures on IMDb or not. What that, no. what does that tell you? <laughs> it, it, it's a fucking weird thing as well to call yourself a horror fan and and shit constantly on the indies. You know when literally, if if you're actually a horror fan, I'm willing to bet that ninety percent of the films you love are fucking indies. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Evil Dead, yeah. 
Aldous fucking Yeah, absolutely, man. These these <laughs> fundamentals of the genre all were indies. Night of Living Dead, absolutely. But, but yeah. nothing changed. Yeah. The only thing that changed is that now fandom is actually complicit in in trashing the indie movies, whereas before there was there was that kind of culture war between the the subculture of horror and the intelligentsia that was like mm, this is not cinema, blah blah blah. Whereas now the the horror fans are complicit in that. It's kind of I, I, I agree, but I think they are. Oh, what, what's the phrase I want to use? They're not given any other options. You know, it's I, such a monopoly. In terms of and and again, you know, if they're going to discover your film, they're going to discover if if you're traditionally distributing, they're going to discover it via the distributors and whatever platform they've put it on. And therefore, I, I, that's why I keep on bringing it back to the well, artwork. When, when, I, when I say the fans, I don't mean the fans as individuals. I mean fan culture, right? Sure. Yeah. Fan culture that always promotes the same things. And the problem is that we have all the tools to promote different things. This is the thing. This is what's very strange. We have we we live in an era where actually the playing fields should be should be evening out because yep. we are we have tools where we can literally self promote and help people promote their stuff and and we don't like you know you get the the odd exception recently terrified too you know that's gone yeah yep. but outside of that I mean all you hear about is Halloween ends and. Uh, you know, and I get it. They're big films, and they've got big budgets for promotion and all that stuff. But uh, you know, I, I think we all have also kind of responsibilities towards that. And and if you're if you're the kind of fan that's happy with studio movies, then good on you. Great, no problem. I don't have a problem with you. But if you're the kind of fan that's like, oh, I wish the indies would do more, and and you're an indie and you're doing, and nobody is ever sharing anything or interested in seeing what you're doing, then that's a different that's a different problem. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I think that fan culture that you're on about is born out of laziness. It, it's the dread central, yeah. bloody disgusting. Yeah. And I mean, you know, again, I'm I'm sure my age is slightly back before social media was the monopoly. All the sites used to just run the same press release, copy, yeah. paste, copy, yes. paste. And we found um, that. And, and, you know, they were doing it for clicks, you know, so they're advertising and, you know, again, they'd get the pennies. Uh, and I think it's exactly the same with these massive YouTube channels as well, man. You know, they are doing. Yeah, no, the no, totally. But 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 um, it's interesting. So... It's interesting because you're right. It's in a sense that fan culture before everything was available to us in one click, we had to seek out. You had to try and find that VHS that never got released. You had to try and find every image before they got released, and it was hard. So it was yeah. work. Yeah. And with work, with the work that you have to put into something, comes respect. Because you work hard for it. So when you finally find it, you're like, oh, wow, okay, yeah, I found it. Well, this is great. And even if, you know, if you don't love it or there was work that was put into it and therefore there was that relationship that you had with, with the people that made the film and you could you could develop a, a love around it. But today it's like, oh, click, shite, great, shite, great. Oh, yeah, shite, and it's a, absolutely, absolutely. It's all or nothing. There's no, there's no nuance in uh, a fan's reaction to a film. The number of times I've kind of, you know, like said about a film, I'm like, I liked it. And and people have like taken it as like, oh, therefore I loved it. I'm like, no, I had issues with it. Or people, you know, I just say, yeah, it was okay. And people saying, oh, it was the best film ever. What the fuck? You know, you got terrible taste. I'm like, oh, well, there's, yeah, there's, I mean, most, know, there's numbers yeah. between, you know, one and 10. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and very rarely yeah. do I ever give a film a 10 or a one. Well, I mean, we're seeing I mean, hey, I think Halloween if you remember, 
I, I only gave Wyvern Hill a 9.5 out of 10 because there weren't enough hills. So. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I should have put more hills. There's going to be a lot of derelict. Though. There's going to be a lot of derelict buildings. So Excellent. you won't be able to use that one. <laughs> um, no, yeah. And then obviously the other thing is that, um, and this is an important thing to know. And by the way, I'm a very angry person. So I might fly <laughs> off the handle. So there's no problem. I'm aware of my own anger. Apologies if I offend anyone on the way. Let's, let's say you're emotional because you, I think whatever. I think it's the, the whole it's not meant for you. It's not meant for the individual. It's always meant for the way that things work rather than people. I like people. I don't like the way that people fit in in, in systems, but I like I like people. So long term, then, once we've wrapped up on derelict, done and dusted, production, post production. What is your long-term plan with the film? Are you hoping festivals and then approaching uh, distributors directly? So if we're if we're honest on this, mm. the plan is to target one huge festival. The likeliness of getting in is zero point something, but. I think what we find, and I love, you know, I just promoted Dead and Subbreed. It's probably one of the best festivals I've been to. I love it. What do they do for your film? Yeah. Uh, that's that's truth. I'm not criticizing the festival. I love those festivals. Some of the best people I've ever met have met at those festivals or they run those festivals. But the smallest festivals, what do they do for your film? Nothing. No. I think... I got a similar thing. I love uh, film festivals as an audience member. I absolutely love, you know, I love going to film festivals and watching films. You know, big fan of that. I love uh, being a judge on film festivals. Again, yeah. the opportunity to to watch films that, you know, I might not get to see otherwise. Um, and, you know, meeting other filmmakers like like yourself. We met at a, yeah, we did. Uh, a local Vision, yeah. South Wales. Yeah. Uh, as a filmmaker, I'm not massively a fan of film festivals for exactly the reasons that you've said. Uh, and, and that's a producer's hat on me thinking, what am I getting out of this as, as a film festival? Um, I, I, and, I, I, there, there I, are I, only, yeah, as you say, I, I think there's only two or three. I, I, don't, I don't want to alienate film festivals. I don't want them to hate us. Some of them have done some, such great things for us. They've been so good to us. So um, it's not about criticizing festivals at all. But it's, it's, um, we live in a, again, you know, we live in a time where they're, they're, everything is, it's so easy to submit to festivals. Mm -hmm. There's so many festivals. Yes. When, when you have, it's the same with everything. When things are rare, they're valuable. When you can find them everywhere, they have, they have zero value. Mm -hmm. And objectively, that means as far as doing something for your film, being good for your film, mm. there's only a handful of festivals that can actually objectively do that for your film. And I know a lot of festivals think, oh yeah, but we can we can help. And and they do. They they show your film to an audience. Mm. And that's great. Mm. But uh, you know objectively you'd have to talk the, the only festivals that matter today sundance 
rain dance can any yeah. any other <laughs> no 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 i'm not gonna argue with that i yep i said two or three and yeah, uh, yeah you've got, I, you've I've got, got to be honest i'm not even sure fest, I, guess, I, guess. I, I, I think yes fright fest if you're doing genre and uh fantasia if you're in genre films again genre um, film, yeah. yeah south by southwest yeah yeah mm. any more no, no. I, I but i think you're absolutely right i think strategically if you're going to go the festival route you've got to you've got to aim at those top festivals because those are the ones that are actually going to make. And I, I don't know if I aim for the stop festivals. Like at some point, you gotta you gotta look at your film and go, "What chance do I have to go into Sundance?" The, the likeliness is, Cannes is even. Yeah. Would I would I even want to go into Cannes? I think that's with a film like that. I don't know, you know. But uh, um, so I'm not saying we'll aim for Sundance. That's not mm. the you know because then all of a sudden people find your interview from a year ago and ah, you wanted to go to Sundance you go no nah, that's not what I'm saying I'm not saying I want to go to Sundance right this isn't this isn't it but I think if you aim for the for the top end then if you fall on your ass you fall on your ass but you yeah. know if you do get in then I think this is the only way to do to to take the next step for your film. I think this is what I'm saying. I'm not yeah. saying that these little festivals are useless. They're not useless. We've shown our films to so many people in those festivals. They're great. They're great fun. You meet so many great people. Yeah. But to take the next step for your film, mm. they're not the right thing. No. That's no, what I'm saying. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I I absolutely agree with that. I think, yeah, from a mercenary point of view, is it worth it for your film? um but in terms of hanging out with you know other film fans or horror fans um yeah you know like i'm a regular uh, the the, the film is is not horror so it's it's never going to do any of these these horror festivals so then we have to figure out what where it goes i guess because that's the the difficulty (laughs) yes absolutely Uh, crime film festivals they must exist possibly yeah no um, yeah possibly you know indies indie film festivals i think there's some interesting ones um But yeah, I mean, we're gonna talk. We're gonna try and target a few major film festivals, and then if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's fine. I can, and uh, then, I can fall and back then on. We'll on. Hmm? No, go on, go. Well, no, go on. Sorry, I get distracted okay. for a second. No, I was gonna say. So, were you looking at say like uh, a festival or a run of festivals, and then looking at yes. approaching a distributor by yeah. saying, "Look, it played well at this festival." Yes as an additional well that's the mistake we made with devil works is we signed too early as well so actually the other thing i didn't mention is we got cheated out of a lot of festivals because we had tons of festivals going yeah 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 we'd love to show heaven hell and then you'd approach devil works and go nah we're saving it for a big premiere that never came yeah the big premiere that never came you know yeah Yeah. i had had very similar very similar experiences and uh yeah you know friends who run festivals yeah of films and i'm like i'm sure it's fine let me check and they were well, like i mean no. that, that's how that's i met andy piper we we're talking about andy piper he wanted to show yeah. it in the third breed and i said yeah, yeah dude yeah you know I'd, I'd love that and then devilworks got their penny in and they were like no we're not showing it at that and so really want a big big premiere so i had to go to andy and go andy dude i'm so sorry but there's no way I can show it here. Uh, they won't let me, and they will sue your ass. We have, uh, we literally have had a situation with the festivals in America, mm. where the 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 guy selected Wyvern Hill 
with a message that was so lovely. It was like, I think that's the best indie movie I've ever seen, blah, blah, blah. And you go, okay, well, yeah, of course, show it. And then Devil Works was like, no, we're saving it for a big premiere. So I had to withdraw. And the guy wasn't happy. And uh, he, you know, he offered for Devil Works. He said, okay, well, if you withdraw, then you have to provide me with another film I can show, which is fair enough. And they didn't. And so he threatened them to show the film anyway. And they slapped him with a notice to, to you know, cease and desist. I'm trying to, I mean, again, it's you and me in the dark here. I'm trying to think of the logic behind... There's no logic. Exactly. There's so zero logic. They they can't be... There's no effort on their part to actually no. put on any screenings or submit no. to festivals. You're willing to do that work, and they are saying no. Yeah. It, it's the, are they literally thinking... Oh, they, by screening better. at a festival, they're taking money out of their pocket. Oh, it gets that, better. That's though. the only thing I can think. That's, that's nothing. The... It gets it gets better than that. Mm. We had a festival in Chicago, mm. big city. Mm. We found out we're nominated for seven awards, but we had to withdraw. <laughs> they were waiting to premiere it in a in a festival in Rio de Janeiro. Mm. All right, rock horror. And so I had to withdraw and I'm like, okay, well, we premiere it in Rio de Janeiro. And then the festival insisted we provide them with Portuguese subtitles. I'm like, how am I going to provide you with Portuguese subtitles? I don't speak Portuguese. What the fuck? Well, if you can't provide us with Portuguese subtitles, then we have to withdraw your film. So I messaged Devil Works. I'm like, well, what do you want to do about this? And they said, oh, well, doesn't matter anyway. They're not that big a festival. So you're withdrawn from all these fucking festivals for a premiere in fucking Rio de Janeiro. And then it all gets put in the bin because of subtitles. But it gets even better than that. Because when we finally got our UK premiere, it was in uh, um, York. Right. Or, okay. Oh, shit. Dead Northern Film Festival. Okay. Dead Northern Film Festival. Finally, Devil Works deem a festival worthy of their, of their, their time. And uh, the guys contact me. They go, oh, yeah, great. They said yes. So I say, okay, well, I'll be there. I'll come and do a Q&A and, uh, and all that. And they said, well, how do, we, how do we proceed? I said, well, they have all the files. So, you know, see, see with them and they'll send you the... And then I turned up at the festival. And I thought they were very kind. They paid for a hotel room for me. I thought, you know what? That's, that's fantastic. And I turned up at the festival and I was like, wow, you know, these guys are great. But there was a kind of coldness. I don't know where it came from. Mm. And we got chatting and we got to the bottom of it. They charged these people 380 quid for the DCP. And then they made them pay for a hotel room for me. <laughs> And I mean, I'm so okay, okay. I'm like, guys, I'm so sorry. I could have paid my own hotel and I would have given you the DCP for free. I don't know what the fuck's happened. So all the Blu-rays, we didn't sell many. I think we sold three or four, but I, I gave them the money essentially to try and wow. uh, make up for it. Wow. But it was like it was embarrassing. It was so awkward. Uh, but it, it allowed Andy Piper to get then get Wife and Hill because it'd been premiered. So you right. should be smart and he got it for, for Dylan Sudbury, and that's how we met. Um, so, so once once you had thing. yeah so once you had the premiere they relaxed up about it was festival. too late though 
it was too late. A festival run died on its ass. Yeah. You know, not to mention, and we won't go into that too much because I don't want to make enemies. But not to mention that the festival circuit is such such bullshit. It is such crap. I mean, you can you can see those programmers. You know, I don't think they know you've got a Vimeo that tells you who watched your film. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you if you know where I'm going with this. Really? I'm not, I'm not gonna name names, but uh, I know for a fact that we got um we got rejected by festivals that never even bothered to even click on the link, you know. No, no, that's not cool. That's not cool. No. Again, I think legally, if you're submitting and especially submitting with a fee. They don't give a fuck. They don't. What? Why would they give a fuck? Look, you know. I mean, ultimately, the thing with festivals today, especially, we, we talked about it on 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 the fact that there's so many now. Yeah. They're like, oh well, you know, we're a big deal. We can select whatever fuck we want. They they don't. I mean, do you know how many su- submissions they get? Like, yeah, but thousands. Like again, I'm I'm friends with festival organizers, and 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 proud to say the ones I'm friends with. They do watch everything. They yeah, might hate uh, it. They might wonder why I, they do. I know, I know some do. do. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying it's all festivals. No, I mean, no, no. That's, I know. That's why that I'm, is... I'm, I'm, I'm not naming names. No, 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 no. Uh, but yeah, for example, wow. I know, for example, uh, we know the same people with Fractured Visions. They've been so good to us, you know. And oh, they, they Ma- Michael, Michael Coben, when when he was involved in the, in the yeah. first year, he was militant about it. I think there was an yeah. interview I did with him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he was militant. Uh, we watched every, you know, they watched it's, everything. It's important. Yeah. I think most yeah. filmmakers they don't care if a better film is selected, mm-hmm. but what they care about is that they've been given a fair shake, That's and true. that they. And if you pay, watched. and if you're paying, you paid your money. Yeah. And here's the thing, right? You get all these. I know, I know that it's important for festivals to do big premieres because mm-hmm. it puts bugs on seats. I get yeah. it. But when mm-hmm. you've paid good money. Uh, that that those big movies, it's nothing to them. Twenty quid, twenty five quid, and for you, it's like, well, I'm gonna have to eat beans this month, right? And you, your film doesn't get watched, and then you have to look through the selections, and it's all fucking. Well, it's disheartening, you know. Yeah. That's the thing, yeah. uh, and you just want to feel like you've been given a fair shake. Uh, so it's not about oh, my film doesn't get selected. I'm I'm sour about it. No. We, there's many times we haven't been selected. We had a we had a nice word from the people at the festival saying, "Well, look, you know, your film was good, but it was too long, or oh, your film was great, but we had better films. We, we struggled. Fine, yeah, absolutely fine. But you want to feel like you you mattered, yeah, absolutely. Which is why, and that goes into the crowdfunding. Which, in a way, the way that festival work these days, it's hidden crowdfunding. It's secret crowdfunding. Because it's relying on the two thousand filmmakers who aren't going to get selected and pay the twenty quid <laughs> to be able to put on the festival and show bigger films. So it's a secret crowdfunding. It's an involuntary crowdfunding. It's like I like that. Essential. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> and that's fine. But when we did a crowdfunding, we wanted people to know that we are considering every pound that they're giving us, and Absolutely. that we are making it matter and that they're going to get something for it and that's all you want to feel when you submit to a festival you want to feel like you've been given a a fair go a fair shake and that people have have looked at your film and they genuinely either liked it but couldn't put it through or disliked it and that's fine Mm -hmm. I've, I've, i've even kept some good relationships with people that that rejected us or 
Yeah. Well, it's all about fairness. I don't think you can run shit like that without being without being fair. Absolutely, absolutely. Jonathan, thank you so much again, man. I feel like you know. Again, I think that we we've done a two hour wow from you know the wastelands you. of your Wyvern Hill, uh, you know, release experience. Now to the glimmer of hope that is derelict. Will you join us again, Jonathan? We can pick up. And you know, hopefully, we'll still have some hair between us, and, uh, and I'll be uh, I'll be pissed off as ever. I mean, even, even if it's a massive success, I'll probably find things to be pissed off. You know, that's what that's drives right. me. So, do you know what though? You know, this is why I hate about normal podcasts is you know they always interview the success stories. I'm like, ah, what the hell? No, I you know what? actually, that's a good point. I want to hear about people that you know. The thing about success stories, they always tell you, oh, you have to fail, you have to keep failing, and then you have to keep failing some more. We never hear about the people that never got successful. They just keep failing, and they fail, and they fail, and then they fail again, and they keep failing. And actually, those people are more interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the only time we do hear about them is long after their death. Yes. So, you know, let's do that before we die.